Hey y'all, it's V, the Tax Lean Strategist. Um, just stepping in to um, make a quick episode. I've got a lot of episodes to um, upload. Just been really busy. I wanted to edit them first, kind of listen to them. We've been busy. Um, right now is uh, tax protest time. We've been helping a lot of seniors and veterans and the disabled to protest their tax values on their tax statements. And we're going to do an episode really, really soon about that because I say all the time everyone has right to protest your taxes and you should and I'll t- I'll tell you why um, in uh, the next uh, um, episode that uh, I record but I want to come over here really quick and talk about adverse possession and abandoned property um, and the difference in the two I've had so many people ask me about adverse possession what do I need to do Um, To claim a property, squatters' rights, adverse possession. Now, I have an entire episode dedicated to that topic um, all by itself. And I think there's three different type of uh, um, uh, different uh, recordings about that because it's a very big topic. So we'll continue to talk about that. But let me just come in here and say to the people who have been calling us um, about this uh, topic... Um, you know, if a property is empty, it doesn't mean it's abandoned. If the doors are wide open, if the windows are broken, it does not mean a property is abandoned. It's maybe abandoned to you, but it may not be technically or legally abandoned. Think about it this way. How are you going to claim adverse possession on somebody's property, basing it only on the fact that it looks abandoned to you? What if they're paying taxes on it? So the, the, you probably have the question, why would people pay taxes on a house where the um, you know, doors are wide open, the windows are broken? But, you know, hey, it happens. The fact is you have to do research to see those things, to figure out those things and see those type of things. Um, abandonment in most cases happens when a government entity does, uh, has determined that um, a house has been empty for a year or more. Well, that's because they're probably not receiving tax payments for a year or more because I know most cities don't care about the property as long as they're getting taxes because the bottom dollar, the bottom line to them is taxes in these tax offices. So, um, and they don't do appraisals where they actually go out and look at property anymore. So you can, you know, forget about that. Um, those are the old days where people actually went out and um, uh, actually looked at property and determined what a property's value was as opposed to their neighbors and things like that. But I don't want to get too deep with that. I want to get back to talking about um, what's vacant and what's abandoned. So just because you don't see any movement in a property does not mean it's it's abandoned. Being vacant doesn't make it abandoned. Don't get um, those uh, abandoned confused with whether property is vacant or property is condemned. There are a lot of properties in our cities that the city has asked the owners who they haven't been able to contact on the phone or through e- through through letters or emails because they have to do all of that first. They have to try to contact you those ways first. Um, the city has uh, very often sent out 
um, uh, correspondence to the last address for an owner that they have, asking the owner to repair, to remodel, or to demolish your property. And if that does not happen within a certain amount of t- the f- time frame that the city has given them, then the city will tear it down themselves. And then that's how some of the city, some of your city liens, some of the city liens ends up being attached to a property. So when the, by the time the property sells, those liens have to be paid and those proceeds will be taken out of the closing, um, you know, out of the closing proceeds. So if you're confused about whether property is abandoned just because it's vacant, you know, if you don't know how to research and find the owners of the property, you hire a company like mine or another company similar to mine and get that information. I will say this on uh, adverse possession. Be very careful, especially now the gentrification is major. Be very careful, gentrifiers, when you come into these neighborhoods that you uh, want these cheaper properties for, that you don't commit crimes and yourselves by uh, slowly inching your way around to using a piece of the property next door to you or throwing up a fence. Nobody knows you. You're not indigenous to the neighborhood. You weren't even thought about until you plopped down in the neighborhood. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, you have a fence. You put a fence around someone else's property next to you so you can um, put some uh, flowers and a couple of seeds there and call yourself a community garden when all the while we know what you're trying to do is just claim that property? No, because if someone calls me about it, or if I drive down the street and check the address on it, I'm going to get notify the owner, or e- even if it's not the owner, if it's any of their heirs, I'm going to have them send you a letter telling you to remove that fence. That is not the way. You're not going to come to these neighborhoods and, 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 and take people's properties the way you all have been doing it. Uh, We need more people out there like me who are watching these type of things, but we're too busy trying to help people not lose their property to gentrification and to all the other crap that's going on out there. Now, again, we do two things. You know, we're, we're multifaceted with my company. We do more than one thing. We do help people not lose their property at auction if they want to keep it, but we also will purchase those properties if they don't want to. But what we're not going to have is people continuing because they have money to forge your doc, forge your signature, forge people's signatures. And then they bring their crooked lawyers along with them to, um, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, make those signatures kind of like, you know, legal and record this stuff. Because a lot of these investors, when they do these things, there's always a lawyer behind them somewhere, letting them know what they can get away with or what they may not be able to get away with. And so the general consensus is those people are uh, poor. They're not so smart. They don't have the money to fight you. Let's just try this and see what works. But you see, that may not work. Continue. It's not going to continue to work in your favor because we're training more and more people to look out for these things. So you're just going to, everybody's just going to have to purchase property the legal way. 
Go out there and do like the rest of us do. Look for the owners, make a deal with them, look at all the research. If not, then hire my company. I work for people all over the United States. We um, do tile searches. We do everything out of state that we do locally. Um, And that's why I'm able to train people. My courses are online because I can get your information uh, online. But uh, be very careful that you know the difference between what's vacant um, what's abandoned and what's what's condemned because uh, you don't want to take over a property, so to speak, because you haven't seen anyone coming and going. You see, that's why someone who who grew up in the neighborhood is a better candidate for adverse possession because they know the owners. They know somebody in the family. They know who they grew up with. They know who moved out of town. They know who moved down the street. Um, Sometimes people can't face looking at their childhood home, knowing that they can't afford the taxes, knowing that gentrification is pushing them out of their own homes because of the rate of uh, how the values are increasing in their neighborhoods. And they know they can't afford to keep up with the taxes. Some of these people's taxes have have increased um, three times in like the last, you know, four or five years. They it can't afford it. And so uh, we try our best to save it for them. But a lot of times uh, we can't. But also I want to say on this, people need to remember that when people buy your property at auction, in most states, there's still a redemption period. Don't forget that. And we're going around to churches. We're doing community meetings. We're doing a lot of things to make sure people get the word that, one, you need to protest your taxes because taxes are not done individually. They're done by, they're done by they're mass appeals is how, what it is. So they're, 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 I'm sorry, not mass appeals, mass appraisals. And so they're appraising your, your property by data that's set up by companies who do nothing but do that. So if you have, let's say, a 1,500 square foot home, um, three bedroom, two bath, 1,500 square feet, but let's say you um, convert your two-car garage um, and to another bedroom, and let's say your square footage goes from 1,500 to 1,800, you will get credit for the additional, in a traditional appraisal, you'll get a credit for the extra square footage, but you'll also get points taken away from for not having a garage. And so when mass appraisals are done, none of those things are considered. So this is why you, the, the taxpayer, uh, should protest your taxes every year. Because if not, then you're subjected to these machines that push out this data and the people who own the companies, the billionaires who own the companies uh, to purchase the machines to push this information out. So um, again, uh, just because it's empty doesn't mean it's abandoned. Just because the doors are wide open doesn't mean it's abandoned. Uh, People still could be paying taxes. We don't know the situation. You have to research the situation. But don't just move into someone's house and take the chance of saying you're claiming squatters' rights because you're doing it wrong. And if you want to do it the right way, you can contact me. 
I'll just really give you an assessment of the situation. You know, have to look at the address, look at the neighborhood, and just see uh, the best route for you to take. We also have attorneys I can uh, have you talk, speak to and talk to, to give you, you know, you want to talk about strategy. I uh, hope this was helpful. Um, you can always give me a call at 979-459-3524. I do have an 800 number. Can't remember the number right now, but we're rebranding and everything. So we're coming out with all of that, that new, um, information. In the meantime, we're still out here, um, helping the community. The, uh, deadline for the spring, uh, 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 tax, uh, appraisals, uh, protests, I'm sorry, is May 15th. So we're helping a few people who didn't get served earlier um, last month, and we're trying to help them out before the deadline. Uh, give me a call if you need so need to, and I'm going to be uploading about five or six more um, of these uh, recordings uh, between now and the weekend. Y'all take care.